All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again where nothing else matters but the conversations we are having and the bourbon that is in our glasses. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Moose Lounge. I am your host, Moose and Baby Buffalo. And ladies and gentlemen, we, as you all know, we interview individuals that have turned passions into careers. And tonight we are joined with the one, the only, Mark Harms and Stephen Mack. Woo! Guys, how y'all doing? We're doing great. Thank you, Thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you remember this, Mark. Do you remember how we first come into contact? I think that you were stalking me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. Uh, we were in the, uh, the Podcast Nation group. And I was, right, uh, right. Yeah. and I was looking for uh, more local, local podcast shows to listen to here from Kentucky. You know, to get ideas of uh, people I could have on the show that was local to interview. And yeah. you popped up, and you was like, "Well, I'm from uh, Kentucky of the North." <laughs> That's right. That's right. I did say that. <laughs> and then he was like, "Well, Chicago." I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> and then you said beards, books, and bourbon, and I was like, I haven't even listened. I was like, but I'm hooked. So, <laughs> so guys, it, it's great. I'm super excited to have you here. So, since you're new to the show, please talk about your your background, where you grew up, current cities, and op- occupations. I'll let you start, Mark. Uh, okay, so my current city is I live in in. Northern Illinois, I'm spinning distance of the Wisconsin border. Uh, both Stephen and I, we live in. Uh, I grew up in the, in the what's called the Chicagoland area, uh, which is a, a, a giant swath of the north half of Illinois. It's, yeah. it's this ridiculous amount of land that, uh, that doesn't actually take place in the city of Chicago, but everybody calls it Chicagoland. Um, and uh, so I grew up in the, the northwest suburbs of Chicago, uh, lived here most of my life. I uh, spent some time living in New York City. I spent some time living in Wisconsin. Um, and uh, uh, eventually I came back here, got married and settled down. Nice. Nice. Uh, in terms of occupation, I'm, uh, I've been 18 years in, in the financial services industry, and that's legally all that I can really say about that. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Um, in terms of let's see what else what have I not answered yet no you answered everything yeah. did pretty well on yeah. Yeah, look at that <laughs> oh, pretty much the same year although I've never been to Chicago although I did I did do a stint in France in Paris France for uh, a few years so I was born and raised in Chicago on the north side of Chicago Bocubbies Bocubbies uh, and uh, and then and moved out you know, my wife and I and family, we live out here in Grays Lake, just a stone's throw from our house. That's how we met. We, our families are close friends. We both have three kids, so they're, yeah. we're just a we're close families. Uh, uh, I, by trade, I am a teacher. Uh, I have been a teacher my whole life. I've been a university. No, we lost you. Yeah, Stephen, man, you're breaking up on us, buddy. Bosses. 
Uh, let's switch to the other computer if you can. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Oh, you're getting the, you're getting a signal. Yeah. Hold on. All right, let's give it a try now. That's yes. There yeah, you that's go. Good. All right, all right. I'm going to hold this. So we, so I'm a threat by trade. I'm a teacher. I've been a university professor for many years, and then recently, I don't know where it cut off and where you'll edit it, but uh, by by trade now, I'm a high school teacher. So I've taught literature and English, and now I teach French, and uh, just all here in Northern Illinois. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess I should say that I'm also an independent author. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. published a few books. Uh, I'm writing a few more books, and. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, eventually I'll I'll just keep on doing that <laughs> over time. Nice. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. So you keep you teach French to high school students? Yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. It was a little bit of a career change. Like I said, for about 20, 21 years, I taught at the university level, and and then uh, was laid off a couple years ago, and found myself at a local high school, and was hired as their French teacher. So I'm loving it. It's just oh, fantastic. I was going to say, that now that we're back in school, now that we're back in school, it's good. Yeah. Right. Right. Are there any students that you want to punch or no, 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 <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not that. I love them all. I, I, I've got a, I got a good group of students, good group okay. of kids. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Cause students right. high school can be, eh, be kind of jerks. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I think you cut off when you, you said how you all met each other. How'd you all meet? So we met actually doing some volunteer work here in our community. We both were recruited to do some volunteer work for our local library at the time. This was probably, what, five, six years ago at this point? Something like that, yeah. And they, um, they just needed some help with some fundraising stuff. And we were simultaneously recruited by two different individuals. And found ourselves serving on the on the on the fundraising board together. Yeah, right. And uh, and you know and kind of hit it off that way. And so our, again, our families are pretty uniquely similar. And uh, you know our families hit it off together. So our, our sons, we we both have two girls and a boy. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, and our sons are the same age, and so they hit it off, obviously, because they're the middle. Yeah. Right, they're, two girls. They're, they're both the middle children. Both the middle children. So it's both girl, boy, girl. <laughs> so they they needed to uh, to gravitate to each other, right? <laughs> they yeah, needed that right. that support. And our daughters have become good friends too. So we we both have older daughter, middle son, younger daughter. Yep. Yeah, very nice. So it, it worked out really well for our family, and uh, they just love being together. It's just nice. a great thing. And we don't sleep much. No, we I don't because we're not. recording this. We're at work. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. So what got you, what guys what got you all into podcasting? Was it just COVID or what do you say? Well, it, what got us into podcasting? Ah. So we'll, we'll start with that. And and you're right. The, the COVID was the the catalyst. The, the final catalyst that pushed us forward. Right. I, I, I don't know. I, I, if COVID didn't happen, you know, as much as none of us want. To ever we might use that word again, we might have wimped out. We might have wimped out. <laughs> we might have wimped out. Because honestly, prior to COVID, we had been talking about it for probably the better part of three years. Yes. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, thinking let's uh, you know let's do it. Let's give it a try. Let's. Uh, we'd come over to my backyard. Right. We'd sit around the fire and we'd have a drink and we'd talk about what's going on in our lives and books that we're reading and stuff like that. And then I'd come over to his house and same thing where. 
we'd be sitting around the fire and, and having a drink and talking about what's going on in our lives. You know, we start doing this every every week or so, and, and we start to realize, hey, we're pretty funny, at yeah. least to each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, and then, and then, as you gentlemen know, COVID hit. So, yeah, we, right. you know, we, we started this in October of 2020. Yeah. And, you know, not only were we, you know, the kids were home from school, but, you know, our, our, our whole schedules were disrupted, right. right? Everything was, everything was completely disrupted. So, you know, our school schedules were, my school schedule was such that I didn't have to get up early in the morning no. and nor did Mark. We were all home. I was working from home and I kind of just made my own schedule. So, you know, it was, yeah, that's awesome. you know, I spent, I spent most of my time, um, just reaching out to my clients and checking in and making sure that people were still breathing and healthy and okay and yeah. and, and not suffering mentally and, and things like that. There wasn't it wasn't there was some business going on, but more than anything, it was just making sure that people were all right. Yeah. Uh, and and then because of that was kind of standard operating procedure, there was a lot of downtime. Right. Yeah. I hear that. You know, and interestingly, we. You know, we did it also for our own like emotional well-being, right? We're like, yeah. okay, well, now we this is really the only way that we can all be together at this point, and we just need we just need this time together. So yeah, right. that's what drove us. And so in the middle of October, when it started to get cold here in Chicago, we're sitting outside here with a fire, starting to record the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And again, like Mark said, we probably I I don't know I, I honestly think we probably would have still been talking about it. And not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple times where we said, well, let's do this. And, and we would get equipment together, but then we wouldn't plug it in. We wouldn't yeah. turn it on. Right. We would kind of chit chat about stuff. And we'd go, well, maybe we'll do it next time. Right. And I, I think one night I was over here and, uh, and, and we were looking at each other and we we're talking about, well, you know, when we record the podcast and, and, and one of us finally said, you know what, let's, let's, let's just do it. Just turn it yeah. on. Just hit the record button. Let's see what happens. I hear that. And that was the first episode. That's, and kinda, that's the hardest part. Yeah. <laughs> Just hitting that Doing record it. button. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I got to say, it. like, the first episode I heard, I love the dynamic between both of you. You guys play off each other very well. Very well. But the first time I heard you guys, I honestly thought that Mark was, you sound just like Stephen Colbert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that in the email. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in the email too. Yeah, like it threw me off so bad. Like I had to go back and check. I was like, "Is that really is that not?" <laughs> well, and let's put it this way: I would be honored to be working with Stephen Colbert. But working with me, there's a little less honor in that. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys listen to any other podcasts? Or is there anyone that you listen to that influenced you all to do Beards, Books, and Bourbon? Well, so Stephen's been a longtime fan of Jim Harold mm -hmm. uh, with, the, with the different podcasts that he does, Campfire Tales, and yeah. what's, what's the other one? The Supernatural? Uh, Paranormal Podcast. Paranormal Podcast, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he kind of turned me on to him a few, a few years ago, and I started listening to him. Uh, in fact, just, uh, just a couple months ago, I actually went on jim harold's campfire tales oh, and nice. uh and told a story uh and uh and uh gave a shout out to my daughter who listens to it with me oh, uh nice. so she's 
she was like super excited that <laughs> Harold told her to stay spooky. She was like, ah, oh, my name. Ah. Like, like the Beatles of the podcast world or something, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, so I, I listened to that. Um, there's another one called uh, Spooked that I listened to that I like. Um, uh, I've listened to your podcast a few times as well. Yeah, my the the one episode I really enjoyed. I think you. I think it was. I, uh, I think it was back in July. I listened to the one you did with the paranormal. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was it the Lexington Paranormal Lexington. Society or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've listened to a few, definitely a few of your shows, and we, you know, and and so you know, I, I mean, I'm constantly driving back and forth to school, so. It's, you know, one podcast in the morning, one in the afternoon, or an yeah. audio book that we're preparing for the show, or right. something related to bourbon, or something related to, right, whatever it is, you know, we consume a lot, yeah, a lot of this. Well, and I, and I infected Stephen with my, with my unhealthy habit of uh, listening to audiobooks. I've been, <laughs> I had a job back in the, uh, in the aughts, um, uh, where I did a lot of driving, going out and meeting with people, and uh, I started listening to. First, I was listening to books on cassette, oh, and then it was books nice. on CD, and then I discovered Audible.com, wow. and uh, got myself an Audible account. Yeah, and I started listening to those, and now here I am. I've, Are we old enough to still have had books on cassette? Well, I was getting them from the library. <laughs> And I had a cassette deck in my car. So, um, so but uh, but I think now at this point I'm at about 900 titles in my Audible. Oh, oh my god! god. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, well, hey, I want to let you in on a little secret. If you ever run out of credits, you can click on your book. And you can return it and get another credit back if you ran out. Uh, that I don't think I knew. I don't yeah, think I knew. That. Be careful with it though, because right? I think I ran through like twenty books, and they finally caught on. We're like, uh, "Hey, if you do this again, we're going to cancel your account." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to stop that for a while. You get blacklisted by uh, Audible. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing, or like ever. Facebook jail. You'll end up yeah, in right. Audible jail. The most embarrassing yeah. thing that can happen to you is you get kicked out of Audible. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> the book horizon, came, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, and I, I'm, I'm nowhere near the 900 titles in in my Audible collection. But just to give you an idea of how it's grown, I mean, you know, when we first started doing this, I think I maybe had 37 titles in Audible, yeah. and now I'm over 300. So I mean, and that's oh, just wow. in nine months, ten months, right? That's right. So we, you know, we, we we're trying to keep up with our, you know, with the different books that we like to listen to and. You know, right now our, our slant is, is is very much towards the, you know, suspense or thriller or paranormal or yeah. horror type genres at this point. We've got a healthy dose of sci-fi and, and fantasy. And we've got some sci- a bunch of sci-fi and fantasy in there too, yeah. I yeah. Say that. yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, these guys like so fantasy, I got some book recommendations for you guys. Oh, yeah. We'll take them. Yep. We'll take yep. them. <laughs> we'll take them because there's so much good stuff out there. So yes. much good stuff out yes, there. Yes, there is. You know. I'm only like 60 books. I just was just I just discovered audiobooks like last year. I was totally yeah. against it. I liked having a book in my hand yeah. to read it. Same. And yep. uh, it took forever for me to actually get into Audible. But once I did, like I listened to the crap out of some books. Yeah. Oh, and me, oh yeah. I, I was never a reader. Not a problem. I was never a reader growing up, but I'm I married a bookworm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh she always has physical books in her hands, and then she's gotten into uh, Audible, and she's actually 
she I went and got a library card and she stole it from me. And through the library, you can actually with the card check out Audible books through the library. Yeah, and lit, it'll the download it through the phone. She doesn't even use her Audible account, yep. so she she listens to them that way. And then she'll just always have an earbud in and just be listening to a book. So, but because, been, of, because of her, I have read more books than I ever have in the last eight years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the problem now is that if I really like a book that I'm listening to on Audible, then I'll buy it too so that I have it for my library. So yeah. he pays for it twice. So now I'm doubling up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm doubling up. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. I love Steven is book. personally keeping the literary industry afloat. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, teacher's salary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I joke around about this on the show, and I, I say that, you know, reading, physically reading a book is an active sport. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when you're physically reading a book, that's the only thing that you can do. Yeah. You have to sit down, or I guess you can stand if you want, but and, you're holding that book, you're looking at it, you're actively engaged, you're tuning everything else out. Yeah. If I've got a pair of earbuds in my ears, I can fold laundry, I can mow the lawn, I can drive my car, yeah. I, can, I can do certain things for work, I can drive the kids to school, and, and on and on and on. Yeah, I oh, can yeah. multitask. It's awesome. I love it. I love it too, but when you're at work trying to listen to an audible book, and I, I'll get into it later on. There's a book that you all reviewed that I was like, I'm going to check that book out because it sounds really cool. But it was a, a 36-hour book. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, my coworker started talking to me. And then all of a sudden, they, like, switched scenes on me. And then I got confused. And I quit. I, I never went back to it, but I got to. It was a good one. And I, I'll touch base on that here in a little bit. But uh, – being a, a book podcast, and I know y'all have had y'all have had what two authors on an interview. We've had two authors on so far. Yeah, so far. Yep. Is there a, no disrespect to the ones you all have had on, of course? But is there a dream author that you all would absolutely die to have on? Well, I mean, I'd like to have Stephen King come and tell me that I'm an idiot. Certainly would be nice. In fact, uh, I think we tweeted him when I tweeted the episode, and we were kind of. Slightly dreaming about a response, but knowing yeah. that that I, one would I mean, never come. That guy, that guy gets like eighty-four thousand tweets a day with his I name on it. Right? I tweeted him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that would be a dream author, and certainly, you know, certainly we. What's nice is the two authors we had on. One was an independent author, yeah. uh, and the other one was a a more best-selling author, right? Yep. One with a larger, a wider reach. He's been he's won awards. He's nominated awards. He's yeah. been doing it for a long time. Um, and both of them were great people. We we really had fun talking to to both of them, and and it's it's interesting to get their take on the the process that they go through to uh, how they crafted the story that they had and how they came up with it and how they what was their process to to take it from a raw idea to a finished product right uh it's right. It's, it's interesting i'm really into that being being an independent author myself and i've kind of got my own process as well which is largely doing nothing these days but, <laughs> but I, I do have my own process right well, lots of, we, lots of you know as we share our as we share our um, stuff online, we do tweet the authors, and a, a good number of the more best-selling authors have responded and tweeted as well, although we have not had any luck inviting them on the show yet, but we'd, we'd love to. So. Right, yeah. 
Right. Just, no, we're 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 hoping to have more authors on there and whatnot, and and kind of keep that going. Yeah. Yeah. So where does uh where'd your love of books come from? Is it just something that's always been there? Do you like just kind of stumble upon it? So I've I've always had a love of story. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that I've always had a love of books. Um uh I am I am the the poster child for uh a Gen X kid with ADHD that wasn't <laughs> diagnosed until much later in life. Right. And and basically, until until fourth grade, um, when a couple of teachers, out of out of desperation, took a chance uh, and tried something different, I was essentially a failing student. <laughs> I hear you. And, uh, and it, it, one one day, I I was tired, and and um, the room. You know, think about kids' classrooms, right? So it's an elementary school room. There's stuff everywhere. There's yeah. things hanging on ceilings. There's things on the walls. Everything's bright. Everything's shiny. Everything's scintillating. Right. It's like distraction central, right? <laughs> and and I had because I didn't have anything better to do, and and basically everyone had given up on me. I put my head down on the desk and <laughs> closed my eyes and listened to what the teacher was saying. And then there was the pop quiz, and I aced it. Yeah. Oh wow. And I told the teacher what had happened because she was so shocked that I got an answer correct. <laughs> and she just kind of shrugged her shoulders and she said, okay, I guess we'll try this again and see what happens. <laughs> and so that got into my permanent record. So every grade that I went to after that, it yeah. basically said, this kid is going to act like he's asleep. He's not. Leave him alone. <laughs> And I spent the majority of my of my of my school career sitting in a classroom with my eyes closed, and listening to what the teacher said, and then taking tests. Nice. Um, so my my love of reading didn't really didn't really hit until I was about twelve, thirteen, maybe even fourteen, and then it was it was uh, fantasy novels. Uh, Dragonlance was my gateway drug. Uh, and uh, and I never looked back after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 for me, I guess reading's always been part of my life. And it started in seventh grade when I published my first short story in junior high. Oh wow! And I wrote a fantastic mystery story that had the murder, the detective show up, solve the mystery, stop the criminal, <laughs> all in four pages. Oh, wow. Published in seventh grade. It was perfect. That's tight. Right? That was tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tight story right. happened, right? That's like that's like Mickey Spillane type. Yeah. Right. <laughs> One detective solved by the end of the day. Right? And uh, and from that point forward it was just it was similar, right? The, the love of storytelling, the the you know, I I've, I I have so many notebooks filled with so many stories that I've never actually brought to fruition or published like Mark has done. He, he keeps encouraging me to do so. And one of these days, I'll, I'll jump, jump. But I haven't done that yet. But it's just a love of storytelling. It's so like the reading is just, and the reading has been, you know, in my schooling. You know, when I went through all my schooling and everything, it, reading was part of that process. It, it's, like, away. it's like clicking the button, the record button on the microphone. Exactly, yeah. for the podcast. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> right. Just click the button. Right. Right. Exactly. I think my uh, my love for books came when I was about twelve. I always got in trouble in school, so I was always grounded. 
from like TV and stuff. So I spent summers grounded from everything. So I had to <laughs> pick up butts and yep. read. And read. Yep. Yep. Totally. For, me, for me, it was different. My mom would make <laughs> us read. Like she'd sign us up in a, a summer reading program. And I'd always want to be outside riding my bike. And she's like, you yep. got to read the book. Because I had an aunt always made her kids read. And for every minute that they read, they would in turn get to play a video game or something like that. Nice. But I didn't have to do that. I could just play video games if I wanted to. <laughs> so, right. you know, I mean, no. and I don't know. I, I always had a hard time, I guess, comprehending what I was taking in in the book. And um, it wasn't until I met my wife that I started, well, I guess, listening to Audible, listening to right. audio books, which was better for me. But uh, what made me, like, totally connect with you all was your very first episode. It was uh, The Shining. And then the second episode was Dr. Sleep. And yep. I had just read both those books like a year before I found you all. And I was like, man, I love both these books. Like, And The Shining movie had nothing on the book. No. Nothing on it. And the same way with Dr. Sleep the movie too. But both books were just absolutely awesome. And to hear you all talk about it, and you know that it'd still be fresh. You're not going to forget The Shining, and uh, it was nope. just all. It was just no. y'all's first two episodes was absolutely amazing. I've been hooked ever since. So plus, it was Appreciate funny. It. it was funny. Yeah, yeah. It, like yeah. hearing you guys crack up and then have to cut off the podcast was <laughs> hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting that you mentioned The Shining because it, it, you know I've been we've been I've been a fan of Stephen King my whole life. Yeah. And I've I've been a fan of the movies. I've just enjoyed the movies, you know, just kind of as a as a movie buff. And I had never read The Shining, never. Yeah. And so, like you, I read The Shining probably a month, two months before we did the show. Yeah. True. And I'm like, I'm like, I gotta read this book. I've never read this book. I've never read The Shining, and no. yet I know it's one of his, you know, one of the one of the canon books in his in his authorship. Yeah. And I never read the darn thing. So I so I read it and. It is one of the most incredible books that I have read in my life. Yeah, uh, I went out and bought it. Uh, there was a collector's uh, b- uh, book, a book edition that was in a local bookstore here in Gray's Lake that I picked up. Yep, yep. And, and I fell in love with it. And same, just like you, same with Doctor Sleep. It, it, it was incredible. I and I and I thought to myself, why did I never, why did I never read this thing before? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was incredible. So that's that's why we decided to do that as our first show because it just it hit Mark and I both. And he had read it well before me. Yeah. Right, but he reread it again, and it just hit us so powerfully as a book that 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 had to be our first show. I I had read it as a teenager, and then yeah. I, I read it again in in my twenties, and then I read it again in my thirties, and then I saw uh, an audiobook version of it. And who who does the who's the narrator for the audiobook? No, uh, was it is it Campbell Scott or it Steve might be Campbell Scott? Yeah, another look. I think it's Campbell Scott. Yeah. I think it's Campbell Scott. And um, uh, in the audiobook version the the narrator that they picked which i, I think is campbell scott I think so. um his voice is just you do not you do not listen to that at night you do not <laughs> listen to that in a car at 10 30 at night driving down a country road trying to get back to your family i know because i've done that <laughs> and it's it's terrible terrible <laughs> when, when you when you hear this guy go Jenny, you young pup. <laughs> it's just like, oh God, I need to get home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm just going to sit over here in the corner and take my medicine. Take another. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, speaking of your medicine, 
Uh, when did y'all discover your love for bourbon? Well, that's another thing. Yeah. Right? So for me, bourbon has always been just, I've always loved bourbon. It's just been something, you know, I, when I, I when I was, as early as I could start drinking college, whatever, it was, bourbon was my choice, right? My dad, my dad, big scotch drinker, equally loved scotch, all the different kinds of scotch. Yeah. Uh, but bourbon has always been a choice. Bourbon and a cigar on a Friday night or a Saturday night after a long week is, is ideal for me. And so when we started getting together, you know, and we would hang out either at his house or my house, and we'd get together with the family, and then the family would go or go to bed or whatever. And we'd, are we, are we good? Well, we'd the, sit up, we'd the, sit up. The, the simpatico thing? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd yeah. sit up and drink bourbon for yeah. a couple hours. Right? And we start telling stories about our life. And what, yeah. we, what we suddenly realized is that it's it's possible that Stephen and I were twins in another life or something. Yeah, so. <laughs> we, we have led, it, it, is, it is uncanny. He and I have had virtually the same life, but separately from each other up yeah. until about six years ago. All the things that I've done in my personal history, he has done. In but, some way. But in some way, but maybe in, in a different different geographical area and at the same time, or or in the same geographical area, but at a different time. It's yeah. just creepy. Yeah. Like on that note, the whole drowning situation. Yeah. Tell us about it. Like, <laughs> what's up with that? Hey, yeah. you guys so, both. I don't. Drowned. So I gotta tell. I gotta tell you, gentlemen. I did not know about that story until he emailed you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can't, you can't get any more authentic than that. Because I'm, I'm laying down in bed last night. My wife fell asleep, and the kids are in bed, and I'm reading through, and I see. He sent me an email saying, "Well, I sent I sent my stuff off to to the podcast. And you should send your stuff." I'm like, "All right, I'm just going to read what you wrote, and then I'm going to make my own little list and send it off to you." And he's like, "I nearly drowned in Maui," and I'm like, "What the hell did you drown in Maui?" <laughs> <laughs> and he calls me like 9:45 at night, like 9:45. I said, "I was on a high school trip in Hawaii, and I was presumed to drown in Oahu." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm like, what? You know, this was on a high school trip that I was down there in, and I had I was dating a girl, and we 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 were part of the part of the band and the choir, and we went to Hawaii for our our junior year in high school for a competition. It was like a big thing. You know, we got on an yeah. airplane, flew to Hawaii, and that was it. And we were swimming at this really great beach with all the high school kids and whatever. And I had gone into the ocean with the wallet, my wallet, in my swimsuit. Well, clearly it it exited my swimsuit yeah. and floated to the other side of the island during which at one point it was found and the people at the hotel were calling my mother back here in Chicago for hours and hours and hours saying that they were searching for me, they were looking for me, they couldn't find me, they had gone through the you know to the bay that, yeah. that they had found the wallet in. And until I got back to the hotel that the hotel staff were frantically searching for me to call my mother and let her know that I was safe and that my wallet had been found on the clear on the other side of the island. Right. <laughs> but they had presumed that I had been swept away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and nobody presumed anything with me. I right. actually just you almost right. died. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I presumed that you were nearly dead. I was, uh, I was 15. I was 15. So it was also in high school. Mm. And uh, my, my parents had saved up enough money and enough frequent flyer mileage that they took the whole family to Maui. Nice. And so we were staying at the Kapalua Bay Resort on Maui, which has its own private cove, Kapalua Bay. Nice. And so we were we were down in Kapalua Bay, and my brother, my dad, and I we were all body surfing. 
because we're not talented enough to actually use surfboards. Right. And, uh, and there was there was an undertow on that beach because right where right at the shoreline there was an old there was an old coral reef just barely underneath the sand. Yeah. And so the 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 currents of the waves coming crashing in and then going back out had carved these channels into the reef. Nice. And we picked the wrong day to go, and uh, we were we're bond surfing, and the waves are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And finally, I get up on this one wave, and I realize that I am in trouble because I'm about somewhere between ten and fifteen feet up in the air. Oh, dang! And and that thing, and I'm riding on the front crest of the wave, and that thing takes me, and it pile drives me down into the reef and pushes me down into one of those trenches. Nice. And then the undertow grabs me, and it launches me out into the bay like a torpedo. <laughs> so all of this happens, and by the time I'm able to figure out where I am, I am literally at the bottom of the bay looking 60 feet up to where the surface is, and oh. the pressure is like killing my ears and killing my sinuses. And... And so I just push off the bottom and I start swimming. And I can remember being somewhere around somewhere around 10 feet or less away from the surface, not being close enough. Yeah. And, and I'm blacking out. The, the world is going dark and then the world goes black and I don't remember anything. And the next thing I remember, I don't remember hitting the surface. The next thing I remember is that I'm on the surface and I'm gasping for air and, and struggling to keep myself afloat. And way off in the distance, I can hear my dad and my brother screaming my name, <laughs> frantically trying to find me. We never would have had beards, books, and bourbon if both of us died no. in Hawaii, right? Exactly. No, I've always. Well, I guess they were going to go. My wife, if Stephen's wallet had never been found, he would have disappeared and never be seen again. (laughs) Interestingly enough, I still have my my social security card was in the wallet. I have it. I still have the same social security card. It's all water stained. Wow! So it didn't get ruined. Never got rid of it. Wow! Dang! It's it's fantastic. It's really interesting. So our, our, you know, our families connect that way. I mean, we, we yeah. you know, we, we just, it's just a, it's just a, it's a really, it's a really blessed friendship, and and uh, and the families that we share together. Our wives, you know, enjoy being yeah. together. They're both yeah. working, working. Why we, we we have two, you know, our, both of us have careers, so we're a working family, and and the kids, and it's just, it's just a nice, nice time to be able to share that. When, uh, when Stephen was a student and a young man, he did a, he did a trip to France, and I, when I was a, a teenager, I did a trip um, through a student exchange to Germany, and we had eerily similar experiences, <laughs> <laughs> including, including like getting lost in the mountains, thunderstorms, yeah. lightning strikes, all kinds of stuff, you know. Good stuff. Maybe we should wow. do a show on that. Maybe, uh, probably, you guys should, yeah, definitely. We should probably go on Jim Harold's show. We and should. Do that. We should. Synchronicities. <laughs> <laughs> Synchronicities. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, like, like you all have already said, both of you are married. Both of you all have three kids. Now, do you, does your wives support your show, or do they just think it as, <laughs> oh, it, it's my, it's my husband? So, do they, do they listen do. to our show? No, Mark doesn't. Yeah, Mark doesn't know this yet, but. My wife just popped out here through the garage door to take a picture of the two of us sitting here on the interview with you. 
And uh, there, our two wives are already going back and forth on text while we're talking to you <laughs> <laughs> uh, about about the fact that we're sitting out here on on this thing. But uh, you know, aside from that, I think aside from the the, the gentle or maybe not so gentle ribbing that we get from them, yeah. they've been very supportive. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my wife has absolutely no interest in listening to it, but right. she is. <laughs> She has been I'm pretty sure mine neither. Right. She has been yeah. tolerant because I, I, you know, Stephen hosts, and so we do all the recording here at his house, yeah. and then I take everything back to my house and I do all the editing there. Okay. So you could say that my wife has heard the show, but she has heard every episode <laughs> like <laughs> against her will, against her will, as I'm going through and taking out like like the coughs and the sneezes and the growls and in 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 the, the you know the hiccups and whatnot and, right. and, and trying to clean it up. So so yeah, you know when we do it, we do it. Uh, you know when we when we do a record, like when we're done with you this evening, we're going to be recording two episodes tonight. Right? Yep. Oh wow, so, nice. We, we, we're going to do a full episode and we're going to do our oops episode, which is the shorter 15 minutes, yeah. you know, and we're going to, so we get that. So we try to, we try to do it so that we have, you know, thank you. We, we try to do it so that we have three or four weeks worth of materials. Yeah. So that if anything comes up with the kids or right. whatever, yeah. go on vacation for twenty days. Right. If I go on vacation for twenty days, for twenty you know, days. I was gone for twenty days. I went to withdrawal. Post post COVID vacation, right? That's true. That's true. It is the post COVID vacation. So yeah. you know, it's it's really nice. I mean, they you know, they, I think they think we're kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Oh, you got the pop. Yeah, there we go. There we ah, go. Ah, nice. Go. A, you guys. This is a really up. good one. You guys gotta catch up, dude. Yeah. Like, look at that. Good. Yeah. Well, this is a new bottle. Is there a new bottle? Yeah. It was a new bottle. Yeah. Right. Was a new bottle today. All right. We, got, we definitely got to catch up. We're doing just fine. Yeah, you're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> we're gonna record two more episodes. <laughs> right. Oh, right. I, I, I guess that's true. With yeah. the same this, bottle. <laughs> This is going to be the bottle for the next episode. Right. So, okay, next okay. episode yeah. I figured that way we get some symmetry. So we'll be on your show talking about this, and then we'll be on our show talking about this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now you'll have your kids do the intro, I guess, to Oops episode. Is that correct? I've heard kids on there before, correct? Well, so so interestingly enough, the the, the kids have done – a couple of uh, kind of, I guess, well, what would you call it? Like, uh, like, like sponsor. Yeah, our, our show sponsors and our celebrity endorsements. Okay. They've, yeah. yeah, they've wanted to. They've wanted to participate in a way where they can hear their voices on the episode. So we've had them record a couple of, uh, you know, goofy things that open up the episode yeah. or that are in the middle of the episode. Right. Uh, right. My daughter, my youngest daughter, his youngest daughter, and then our two sons. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my my oldest daughter is nonverbal, so. She wouldn't participate in that way, but she she will come out while we're recording, and uh, and give us encouragement hugs before she goes to bed. And my my oldest daughter is such an introvert that she's very nearly nonverbal, yeah. <laughs> but that's my choice. So, yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, we're gonna pause real quick, and we're gonna do our little segment we do uh, called "What's in the Box." Hold on, one. What's here. in the box? Yeah, let me find it real quick. Yeah, have you seen that movie Seven? Oh my god! Yes, I still have PTSD from seven. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. I, I, I remember, I remember coming out of that movie, and and my girlfriend at the time was shaking. Yeah, and 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 she said that was the most terrible thing I've ever seen. Awesome. And, I said, and I said, 
Joel Schumacher is a freaking maniac. That guy should be behind bars. <laughs> but it's a great movie. Do you yeah, want us to mute? Right, no, 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 no. Yeah, just no. hold on one second. Oh, what's in the box? There you go. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Okay, yeah, they heard that. <laughs> so tonight, what's in the box is a uh, rabbit hole cave hill, Kentucky straight bourbon uh, whiskey, and it is a four grain here from Kentucky. It is a uh, the malted wheat, malted barley, and the honey malted barley, along with corn. And I gotta say, it's 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 good, pretty darn good. It's delicious. It's what, are good. what are y'all thinking? Well, I've got a little tag here on my bottle that says that it was the gold medal at the it won the gold medal at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I see that too. Yeah. I got that. Now they're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Got that. Um, would you say there's supposed to be like hints of apple oh, in it? Yeah. Do you guys taste any apple in there? So, so I, I, I was go, I was going with plum, but at least plum. I'm in the fruit category. Yeah, right. I, I was going with a little bit of plum, but I could, I could, if you see the apple, once you say the apple, I can, I, can. I could taste the apple a little yeah. bit in there. I mean, I was, I, I thought that there was definitely some fruit in it. Yeah, but I wasn't quite sure what. And, you know, that's that's half the problem with bourbon, right? right. So, and, and any other kind of spirit, you know, if you say, oh, it tastes like kumquat, you're like, yeah. oh, mm, mm. Well, it does. <laughs> I mean, I kumquat, but yeah, absolutely. I can taste that kumquat from here. Right. Uh, I, I, that kumquat's right over there. <laughs> no, it's smooth. I find this really smooth. I don't know. <clears throat> you, you gentlemen are from the fine state of Kentucky. Yeah. When we were, when I, we, when my wife and I and kids, we, during, during the pandemic, we actually, uh, did an Airbnb in Lexington because we just had to get out of Illinois for a little while. Yeah. It was owned by Satanists. And so we, well, that's what we, uh, we got a little house in downtown Lexington and uh, with a dungeon. And it had a dungeon. It, it literally had a dungeon. And a buddy of mine who lives down there, the one I was telling you about, he took me, at the time, some of the distilleries were opening up again, yeah. right? So we made it over to the uh, to the Bardstown Distillery. Yeah, we made it to the Willet Distillery. Uh, we made it to one of the other ones. Um, but at the Bardstown Distillery, the 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 hostess who was giving the uh, the little tour, yeah, uh, was schooling us in the in the the burn that you get from the bourbon, and she referred to it not as a burn. But a good old Kentucky, Kentucky hug. Kentucky hug, yep. <laughs> and I tell you, I have loved that ever since. I, 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 we have made that. If you listen to the episodes, we use that very frequently. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we are, we are, uh, we are converts to the Kentucky hug terminology. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to use that when I'm feeling a little frisky with my wife too. Like, Come here, honey. I want to give you a little Kentucky hug. <laughs> it works every time too, doesn't it? <laughs> This is real smooth. This is real smooth. Yeah, it's delicious. I definitely taste the honey in it, though. Yeah, the honey definitely. Yeah, one thousand percent. It's interesting because when you can, often you'll see the side of the glass. We look at the side of the glass yeah. a little bit to see, you know, if there's like a, you know, the kind of the thickness of the of the residue. Yeah. And this one is viscosity. <laughs> this one has a that that stays on the side of the glass. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. So I so was, now uh, that I think about it, actually. I, I taste a little candy apple. Yeah. Green apple kind of feel. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little, little granny smell, a little like yeah. apple pie or, or caramel apple, something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I got from that one. Are y'all drinking it neat or on the rocks? Um, I drink it on the rocks because I find that if I drink it neat, 
while we're recording, I start to lose my voice. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I was going to say, I just see here on the side of the bottle here, it says never chilled filtered. So are, right, are, y'all, right. are y'all familiar with that term? Do y'all know what that means? What is it here? It's non-chill filtered. Yeah. So that means if you add water or ice to it and let it sit there for about 10 minutes, then yeah. it'll, it'll allow the oils to uh, rise up and, and uh, move around the bourbon and, and it'll open up more flavors to it. I didn't know that because I put more water or ice into it. So yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah. One of the things that we often do, and we, we kind of came about this by accident, is that we will, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll try some of it straight right. yeah. when it's at room temperature. And so we'll get those flavors and then we'll go back and we'll put a couple ice cubes in it and then try and, and let that chill a little bit and then try it again. Yeah, again. How the flavor profile changes mm-hmm. yeah. because it's, it's amazing what things suddenly disappear and what other things come to the front when you have that temperature difference and you add a little bit of water. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you guys one of our to come down and do an episode from one of the distilleries? Yeah. Oh, yes. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. Now, do you guys do the chew with the bourbon? <laughs> Say that again? The chew? Yeah, the Kentucky chew. The Kentucky chew. Oh, no. 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 I, no, no, I, have, I, have, I don't think I've done Kentucky chew no. since I was wow. before no, it's Hawaii. Not, it's not, it's not, it's not tobacco. Not, we're not talking tobacco. No, yeah. no, no, no. You, uh, you switched the, the bourbon around. around in your mouth and, and you, like, chew mm. the bourbon. Oh, you you you, yeah. coat, you coat your whole entire mouth with the bourbon. So so when you take a sip, swish it around and, and almost kind of kind of yeah. Chew it a little right, bit. Right, Let's try it like Listerine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. There we yeah. ah. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Whoa! My mouth is red. Oh, wow! <laughs> We're gonna wow. incorporate that into our show. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, Make that's it taste good. Totally stuff. different. Yep, that's intense. So on the bourbon, you subject, taste mint. Mint. Do you taste mint? Yeah, I, I taste mint. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, hold. On. I'm gonna go soak the fire real quick. Can you give me the soap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have to make sure our fire. Continues to go here. No, Stephen, don't hit me again. Is it all right if I step away to stoke the fire? Yeah, you go for yeah, it. Yeah, go right ahead. You taste mint? Wow, I actually tasted mint when I did that, like yeah. hardcore. Yeah, I think I taste a little bit there's, too. It's crazy. There's a little mint in there. Yeah. There is definitely a little mint in there. That's huh. weird. I didn't get that the first time I, I did, did it. Either. Of course, I didn't, I didn't switch it that hard yeah, either. <laughs> and you gargled it. Yeah, you gargled that thing. I gargled it. <laughs> For all those of you who are listening at home, please don't gargle your bourbon. That's just the wrong thing to do. <laughs> we do not condone the fact that Mark gargled his bourbon. We, we're, we're officially banning him from the state of Kentucky for one month because he gargled his bourbon. Oh, man. Oh, my so is there a bourbon that, uh, is there a favorite bourbon y'all have had? Out of, um, y'all have a different bourbon every episode oh gosh um so we just had well we just had jefferson's we just had jefferson's and and, yeah. and we marked we remarked on how smooth it is oh yeah. yeah um i think one of my favorite recent ones was angel's envy i think i think yeah uh that's an excellent bourbon angel's envy is really good uh we also tried what's the one in the uh, opaque bottle that we uh, got what was that one the burning chair the burning, the burning chair. chair yeah 
Ooh. Now, so Burning Chair is from California, so it's not a Kentucky. Right, it's not Kentucky. I've always been uh, I've always been curious, but I heard it on your episode. And I was like, "Ooh, yeah, that's the one." So yeah, it's really yeah. good. Real yeah. good. It was pretty tasty. I mean, for me, for me, for me, you know, I started out with Knob Creek, and I never looked back. I mean, that was right. my for me. That's old faithful right there. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. We've had a pretty I, good run I, with Heaven Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My my go to my go to for for like like mixed drinks or just something to sip on and and um, you know that's relatively low cost uh, has been um, either Bullet or Redemption. Oh, I think they're good. both similar profiles, but I yeah. but I like both of those. But yeah. then the other two that I like um, that are sweeter. And for some reason, I have a thing for re- for for Western themed bourbons. Um, <laughs> there's one there's one that we tried. It might have been the first episode was Rough Rider. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. really like Rough Rider, yeah, yeah. and I also really like Yellowstone. I like I love both of those. <laughs> yeah, Rough Rider was a good. One. I haven't it had was. either one of those. I think I've had Rough Riders, but that was years and years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it. I couldn't tell you what it tasted like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love I love the Bardstown Fusion series. I think yes. it's excellent. Yeah. excellent. He he right. got me that for my birthday. You know, was yeah. Bardstown yeah. Uh, Fusion Three? Was it Fusion Three? Was the one I you? Yeah, that was fantastic. Was... Yeah, I haven't had, so that, I haven't had that one yet. No, yeah. I haven't had that. Basil yet. Hayden's is always a classic too. Now yeah. they have they also have I think they just either they just released or or maybe it was recently released. I think they had the the smoked. Uh, uh, the toasted, yeah. Toasted. yeah, 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 yeah. Which we have not tried, which yeah. I desperately want to try. Yeah, and on yeah. on the show that we just released today, we did Wild Turkey Long Branch. Oh yeah, which is that that collaboration with Wild Turkey and Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we just had that last that time. Was, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. The there you go. Rare breed right there. Uh-oh. There it is. Yep. 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 Yeah, so that's yeah. some good stuff right there. You guys got to try that one if you haven't. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. So what's your uh, what's your favorite book of all time that you have not reviewed? That we have not reviewed? Yeah. <sighs> oh gosh. Start. And like, I have one that jumps right to mind. It's it's none of the genres we do. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, it's it's Stephen and I have have very similar tastes, and then we have we have these opposite end of the spectrum tastes that yeah. that that are completely like diametrically opposed. But I I think that one of my favorites of all time uh, is Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert A. Heinlein. Okay, I I love that book. I love that book. That's it's. Um, when you first start reading it, it feels dated because uh, it is so, in many ways, it's so male-centric, right? Yeah. Until you realize about halfway through the book that, um, that Heinlein is making fun of that culture. He's, <laughs> he's, he's living in it. Think about this. At, at the time that he wrote it, I think, I think he wrote it in maybe 1963, 1965, something like that. Um, and and so he's living in that culture, and 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 he is totally tongue in cheek about it. And the idea being simply that his the premise that he's kind of taking, as you realize it, is that women are a lot smarter than men, and they're just <laughs> biding their time 
and letting us <laughs> screw up and and think that we're in charge while really they're just going ahead and running. Yeah, the I mean, but, that sounds about right. And then in the back, they're but, going, you know, I told you a so. A lot you. of the ideas that he has in that novel were avant-garde at that time and are still avant-garde today. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I particularly love that book. Yeah. Uh, another one that I love that we haven't done that we're going to do is Stephen King's It. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, is that going to be your season finale? Huh? I said, is that going to be your season finale? Uh, that, that might be our I season think finale. <laughs> <laughs> that may be our season finale. <laughs> I may dress up in clown makeup for yeah, it. And, and I may leave. Yes. And he may leave. And I may leave, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> You know, and my you know my favorite book, my my and my and I'll try to come up with a couple of them, but uh, the the Wings of Silver and Blood by Mark Arms. Arms. Mark Arms, exactly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Totally <laughs> his, his favorite book. And this is completely out of the genre that we discuss. I mean, you know, and it's uh, all the light we cannot see. Yeah, uh, which is a uh, which is a, a kind of a. I've read that. Which is kind of a. Uh, it takes place in in France and Germany during World War Two. It is a it's a love story of sorts between a young German soldier and a young French girl. Yeah. And it the, the story itself is magnificent because you know just the history of that time is is just is amazing to to to, to kind of delve into. But it was the book was written by Andrew Dore. Yeah. And his language is so lyrical. Yeah. And words. stunningly beautiful. That that it just amazes me. I, it, it it absolutely amazes me, and you, you have to listen to it, and then you have to buy it. How, um, how do you say that in French? Uh, what's that? Lyrical, uh, lyrical, and stunningly beautiful. Well, it's the well, lyrical is lyric. Lyric, stunningly beautiful, <laughs> absolument beau. As, as, right? As, so, as, yeah, yeah. I mean, The Shining, obviously. Clearly, I made that clear that that was something that just bowled me over, but we reviewed that, right? Yeah, right. If I had to pick my second favorite book, it's a book that I read in high school that just has stuck with me all these years. It's a classic of literature. It's Dante's Inferno. Oh, mm. yeah. And uh, I have probably six or seven different copies of the book in different, uh, different languages. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. And that was like my literature phase, right? Yeah. Versus my fiction phase, right? Wow. So that's, those, are, those are the books that, that, I, that I absolutely love and grew up with. Yeah. But okay. it, uh, it is going to be a, a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited for that one because that's, I mean, it's a creepy movie. Mm-hmm. Both of them were. All of them. Well, you know, and that, that's know. the thing. That's that's one of the reasons why I, I haven't been pushing for it is because it is such, it is such a dense piece of material. There's yeah. so many things that are going on, and and quite frankly, there there are a couple subjects that are a little taboo and they're yeah. hard to talk about. Yep. Um, but uh, I, I almost feel like that if we if 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 we are going to do that as a season finale, it may have to be like a special edition two-hour kind of thing, right. or we may have to break it up into two episodes. Yep. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. Yep. We, yeah. We've got to figure it out pretty soon. But, but we're uh, excited to be coming to our to our anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really one, year. one year doing it. So yeah. Are you all going to take a break after that, or are you going to just jump right back into season two? Oh, we're going to season two. I think we'll just, we'll just jump right back in. Yeah. You know, Really what it boils down to is how much time do we have 
Stephen's going back to school for a couple of professional designations. I'm going back to school for another professional designation um, uh, to, to help us to uh, move our careers forward. You know, uh, our kids are not going away anytime soon. Um, <laughs> Uh, our wives would like to see us every now and then, yeah. and, uh, and they don't want us to go away. They don't want us to go away. Yeah, we, yeah. We, have, we both have relatively new careers. I've been doing what I'm doing right now for about six years. Uh, uh, I've been, like I said, I've, I've been in my in my industry for 18 years, but I was doing something very different from what I'm doing now, yeah. and I'm, I'm very much more on the entrepreneurial side of things. And so, right. so if I don't work, I don't eat. So, <laughs> we all like to eat too. So we all we all like to eat. So. Now, coming up on your anniversary, um, is there any special bottles of bourbon that you want to go get for that? Oh, you know, oh, laddie, you know, you've asked a really I important question there. <laughs> what did I just see today? I wish I'd taken a picture of it because I wanted to pick it up. And I, you know, I, you keep hearing the the hoopla around, uh, uh, what's the one with the horse on the top there? Blanton's? Blanton's. <laughs> Blanton's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> gonna go either really well or really bad you know and i'm not saying i'm not saying that i want to do that one i just happened to see that one today there was another one and i wish i'd taken a picture of it because i wanted to show it to you how much was uh, it it was like a, it was like a 98 dollar bottle i'll tell you right now it's not worth it yeah <laughs> no i don't think so either yeah, I, don't <laughs> no, think so. No, no, no. I don't think so either no, 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 no. so i think we're gonna stick with where we're you know we have a local liquor store that we mentioned on the show a couple times and uh, Eagle, Eagle, Eagle Illinois. <laughs> they have a great, great selection. So I think we just kind of pick and choose what we want to try. Yeah. Right, yep. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, absolutely. But I would like to do something a little special for the anniversary. I, I would like to do yeah. something a little special yeah. for the anniversary. You know, when I when I go over to Gold Eagle and I shop around, um, 95% of the time, the bottle that I'm picking is not the top shelf bottle. Right, right. right. And, I, and I think right. that that for for the one year season finale slash anniversary, I think I'd like to grab one of those top shelf bottles. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I try to do when we're we're selecting a bottle and a book is I like to try to to put them together somehow, you know, if I can pair them together one way or another. Right. Um uh, then, then that's something that I like to do. And sometimes I'll do something like if if there's a flavor profile that we haven't tried before. Right. Like I think we've done one rye so far on the show, right. uh, and we probably need to do more of those. I almost picked up a Sazerac rye today. Mm -hmm. um, didn't and and but I I got I got this guy. Yeah. How how <laughs> dare you? You took this bottle from me. This is <laughs> this is my right here. That's your baby. I love you. Uh, <laughs> it's delicious. All right. We're, yeah, we're having too much bourbon. We might not get through our episodes tonight. <laughs> yeah, you, you might get through one, maybe. But maybe one. Yeah, but but so you know, I, I'd really like to, <laughs> I'd really like to do something top shelf for yeah. for the anniversary. Yeah. Any recommendations for us? Yes, yeah. actually. Uh, what? I, I got all sorts of recommendations. <laughs> uh, one that's not very expensive at all. It's it'll run you probably about fifty-five, maybe sixty bucks. Is uh with the O Forester nineteen twenty. O Forester, not yep nineteen twenty. The Prohibition era. Nineteen twenty, yeah. Old Forester. Nineteen twenty. That's not the one that we did. No, that's not the one that we we, no. we did. We did kind. Of, we did kind of standard label Old Forester for right. our first one. Okay. Um, and I almost picked up the nineteen twenty. 
instead of the rabbit hole yeah. without sending you pictures. Yeah. Um, but but I just didn't know, you know, there's all these different numbers, right? So, right, so there's right, the 1897, right. 1920, and then there's something else as well. And and I just wasn't sure which one I should get. And so without any additional data, I, I kind of went back to what I know. I've had rabbit hole before. I've had the high gold, uh, which was delicious. Yep. But I, I thought if we're going to go back to rabbit hole and we're going to do it on the show, let's do something that we haven't tried. Because right. Steve and I have spent some time in my backyard drinking drinking high gold before. I think that was the same <laughs> night that we drank the Queen Elizabeth. So. Yes, that was. <laughs> have you ever heard of a of a of a, a liqueur called Saint Elizabeth's Dram? Uh, I've seen it. I've never tried it. Though. I've never heard. So of it. it's <laughs> it's a distilled allspice liqueur. And they oh, use oh. it in tiki drinks. And I've got a good friend who, who like, he's really into tiki drinks. He's yeah. built his own tiki bar in his basement, all nine yards. Yep. And so we, he, he, he gave me this drink that had St. Elizabeth's in it one night. I'm like, oh, this is delicious. So I went out to, I went out to the liquor store and I bought up, a, I bought a bottle of it. And Steve and I are hanging out in my backyard one night, and we had drank a lot of Rabbit Hole. <laughs> and and before he's getting ready to leave, I said, hey, you know what, you know. It's only three minutes to back to your house. Let's do a shot of the St. Elizabeth's <laughs> before you go. And we did. I don't remember how I got home. I was, oh. and we were both, we were both hung over for like the next three days. Oh, from one wow. shot, just from the one shot. I don't know what's, but it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, it was evil. Yeah. <laughs> Now another one I would recommend is the Woodford Reserve, the rye one, the weeded, weeded one, weeded. There's one. the weeded one, right? So we did yes. Woodford. No, we didn't. We, did, we, we did. done a Woodford yet. No, we did. We did the Woodford the, Double Oak. That, that was the Double Oak. That one's yeah, good too. Double Oak's good. Christmas episode, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did the Double yeah, Oak. Yeah, yeah. That was when I was doing Captain. P no, that's that's Sean Connery. Yes, yeah, yeah, Sean Captain Picard. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah, we have not gotten this. I mind you, we have not gotten a cease and desist letter yet. So, continue. <laughs> right, celebrity endorsements. Right, right. We haven't had anybody tell me that I have to stop doing. We this. thought we were going to get one from George Bush, but that didn't happen. We yeah. did. <laughs> tell me, thought we were going to get George Bush. <laughs> but yeah, the weed. Yeah. We let me, let me tell you, there. Hey, that Matthew McConaughey one might come though. <laughs> well, you know, you all know. right, all right, all, all right, right, all right. <laughs> you know, if if Matthew wants to come on the show and tell you to stop, and tell me to stop, I will yeah. never yeah. do it again. <laughs> I mean, we, right. we'll, we might try to get him on here since yeah. he's apparently in Kentucky sometimes. Yeah, wild turkey. Yeah, right. I've heard. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if he's hanging out with the guys at Wild Turkey, he's got to be there somewhere. Why exactly. not? Right. Exactly. Right. Why not just yeah. come here? I mean, we're not that far from it. Not at all. Right. You know, I'll exactly. Feed Steak or something. I'll give him food. <laughs> Whatever. And if we if we come down to uh, Kentucky to do an episode at a distillery, we'd love to have a bourbon with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we might sleep so, on your couch. Absolutely. <laughs> it's an L-shaped couch. You guys can sleep head to head. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. More than welcome to. <laughs> oh God! Can you imagine that one? Stopping my air. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, oh my God! All right, guys. Well, hey, before we move into our final segment, uh, 
I wanted to bring up one of our past interviews, which we brought up before with the Lexington Paranormal Research Society. But Mark, you all have sent us tidbits about yourselves before we did this interview, and you mentioned that you lived in a haunted house. I lived in a haunted house. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, are, there, there are other people who will say that, that I, I'm just insane, and I'm not disputing that in any way whatsoever. No, I can vouch for that. But I lived in a haunted house. <laughs> I, can, I, I can remember... <clears throat> I, I grew up. I grew up um, in, like I said, in a, in a suburb of Chicago, and I grew up in a house that's called a, a split-level ranch. Mm -hmm. So it's built into the side of a hill. It's got a walkout basement, and you, when you step through the front door, you have a landing, and you have a set of stairs up and a set of stairs down. Yeah. And and I can remember being four or five years old, and being down in that in that basement and and um, looking behind me and seeing a hand coming oh. out of the half bathroom that was down there oh, a shadowy no. hand reaching out like it's reaching toward me and screaming and telling it to go away and it would go away oh, I wow. can remember being down there watching uh, the laundry room was down there, and the, the laundry room, the house was a big laundry room, and so it was it was a separate room, closed door, hallway actually leading to it, and I can remember being there watching TV because that's where our family room was, and and I would hear the shushing noise of the door opening, and look behind me, and sure enough, the door is open, and there's nobody there. Mom's not in the laundry room. Dad's not in the laundry room. My brother's not in the laundry room. But that door opened, and <laughs> I was there to witness it opening. Nope. nope. There were there were other times where I was down there watching TV or reading a book or whatnot, and I'm sitting there minding my own business, and the room is quiet, and all of a sudden, very quietly, I would hear, Hey, Mark! Oh, wow. <laughs> I, Right behind my left ear. Nope. And it was all. Down. It was always behind my left ear. No. And when I would turn around, I would feel like this breeze blow against my face. Oh. Nope. I burned the house. I can. Wait. It, it gets better. <laughs> I, I can. My my dad was my dad was uh, was a salesman in the contract manufacturing industry and so he would have to do a lot of he would have to do a lot of business trips where he would be gone two or three weeks at a time and when he would come home he would come home sometimes at odd hours very early in the morning or late in the evening something like that and there were there were at least two occasions where I heard I heard the basement garage door open and close everyone in the house is asleep dead at night and I would hear someone come up the stairs and come down the hall and I would assume I would assume, oh, dad's home. Only to wake up in the morning and find out that dad's not home yet. <laughs> and one time my bedroom was at the end of the hallway. It was a long hallway with the stairs down at the end of the hallway and and there was a bedroom, bathroom, another bedroom, the master bedroom, and then my bedroom at the very end. No. And I can remember hearing somebody coming up the stairs, and I opened up my bedroom door, and I saw somebody 
walk up the stairs, cross the landing, and go into the kitchen, which was at the top of the stairs. And I thought it was my dad. And I thought, well, I'm going to go and say hi to him because I'm so glad that my daddy's home. And so <laughs> I hop out of my bed. I run down the hallway. I go into the kitchen. I flick on the light. And there's nobody there. Oh, right. no. There's How nobody there. How did you not burn the house and all throughout my life, there has been this very strange kind of progression where, where I have seen out of the corner of my eye, or for a brief instant right in front of me, somebody who has been in the basement, who has been very slowly over the course of decades, making their way up the stairs and making their way slowly down the hall. And just last year, I sold my mother's house, the house yeah. that I grew up in. And I was there for the final day. I was making sure that everything was done before we put it on the market, that everything was out. Yeah. And, and I, always, I got this. I, got this I, I was telling Stephen that, that while I was cleaning it out, I didn't want to be there after dark. It was yeah. just creepy. <laughs> and... So I, there I am the final day, and the master bedroom has a short hallway that goes into the bedroom, and the bedroom kind of goes down the hallway, and then it turns to the right. Yeah. And, and I'm walking down the hall, and I glance down that little short hallway, and there's somebody standing in that bedroom. Oh, wow. Oh, no. I, I can't really see them because they're kind of off around that corner, but I can see a shoulder. Uh, and I can see arm. No. And I can see a little bit of the side of the head. And the room is dark. Not terribly dark because the sun hasn't gone down yet, but the shades have been drawn. Yeah. But there's somebody sitting in there. No. no. And I told them goodbye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I walked out there and locked it behind me. Wow. <laughs> Wow. No, no. So, yeah, no, so, no. there's my haunted house story. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. No, that's no, no. Crazy. I wouldn't be dealing with that at all. All right. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tell you what, I told my mother for, for a decade and a half, you need to move out of that house. Yeah. Well, why? I, I'm just telling you, you just, you just need to move out of that house. Well, but, but I've lived here for... I've lived here for 35 years. Yeah, I know. And that's 35 years too long. You need to move out of that house. <laughs> and, and, I, and then I didn't want to say to her because I didn't want to scare her. I didn't want to be like, ma, that house is freaking haunted. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't want her to be living down there by herself an hour away from both of her sons and thinking, oh, my gosh, the house is haunted. What am I going to do? <laughs> right. no. But it's amazing how happier she is and how better she feels since she's moved out of that house well yeah she doesn't have any ghosts like floating around right, right? Yeah. You know? thank you right exactly thank exactly. you <laughs> right oh man well guys before we end it i wanted to go back to my comment that i made earlier about the the book your all show made me want to listen to it was the passage the book the passage yeah remember that one that that was I listened to like probably the first ten hours of it, and it was great. I just but, finished the first book on that one. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, man. Well, I I was listening to it, and uh, I got too busy and too distracted at work, and you know I had that one earbud in, 
Then the co-worker started talking, and then <laughs> all, all of a sudden, it switched scenes. Yeah. Like it, it, it went from the prostitute mom with the kid and the two FBI agents, yep. and then all of a sudden, it went to like I don't know, post-apocalyptic like or whatever. Hundred years later, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, what the heck just happened? <laughs> we got zombies!" <laughs> I was like, I quit. I'm done. I obviously missed something. I don't know where to go back to. I was like, I'm done. I have to come back to it. But that book, your all's review, made me want to check that out. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah, I just want guys, I, I enjoy listening yeah. to y'all. And I just want to say thank you all so much for coming on here mm-hmm. and, and letting us interview you. You know, even if we're Kentucky and y'all Chicago, I mean it's been a blast. I've yeah. enjoyed doing this. Yeah. Hey, and if you guys come down, come when Keeneland's going on. Oh, yeah. That way we can oh, yeah? go yeah. to the horse races and drink. So, like, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That it's like April, that? May, sometime yep. like that. Man, yep. it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. We're, we're, we're looking, we're looking at next year to, uh, to do a trip. So we'll, uh, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. We'll be coming down for, with no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to hit like three or four distilleries and do shows from each one. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the only thing, so like like the sticking point on this one is that there is no way, no way on earth that our wives are gonna let Stephen and I just get in a car and go to Kentucky for a week. That's <laughs> not that's not happening, right? So we have to figure out how do we do family vacations. And get to go to Kentucky, and get to get to go to a bunch of distilleries, and get to record shows all, right. all at the same time while the kids and the wives are having fun while we're doing this. Well, so that's 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 what we got to figure out. Send them down to Gatlinburg. Yeah. Right, Gatlinburg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only like a three-hour drive from Lexington, so you can do all your stuff and meet them down there. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. There you go. <laughs> this is a day trip. Right. Yeah. It's nothing. <laughs> well, guys, I know y'all got a couple more episodes y'all need to do on your podcast, but uh, is there any uh, shout-outs or plugs y'all would like to give? Yeah. Any, uh, any closing thoughts you guys want to put out there before we end it? Yeah. I'll just start closing off. Closing thoughts. Okay. Well, so we need listeners from Rhode Island. We need listeners from Rhode Island, right? <laughs> that's, I mean, that that's that's key. That's okay. key right there. Right. If we had listeners from Rhode Island, the podcast would, would pop. take off. It would just all of a sudden it's like it's twenty thousand downloads a month, and we're like instantly monetized, and everybody loves us, and suddenly we're YouTube influencers, which I should probably never be a YouTube no, influencer. Never, never that's never. that that I will just influence America straight into the ground. That would I mean, not, you not put some glasses out. on, you can just imitate Stephen Colbert. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think my final thought, one of my final thoughts is that the best part of this, outside of the fact that we just love doing this. We do. We do. We love meeting people yeah. like you. We love being part of the community. Like, yeah. like we've joined the Bourbon Facebook page, the podcast Facebook pages, and it, it, it's such an uplifting community. I can't believe it. Yeah. It, it's, it, we're, we're all, you know, we're all, you know, we're, we have jobs. You guys have jobs. We have families. You guys have families. We have you know, but but we're all in this together, and we're doing it to try and actually like contribute something back to the world. You right, know, right, right. right. You know, and, and and to be able to sit here with you, gentlemen, tonight. You know, 
we've been looking forward to this all week long. Yeah. Because right. it's just it's just a highlight. You know, we've had busy weeks and you know ups and downs and all this kind of stuff. But right. Right. To be able to share this with you has been fantastic. And we've been, we've been talking about it and talking about it. Yeah. And you know, and when we when we started this podcast, I think one of the things that we said in one of the very first episodes was was that you know we're 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 not curing cancer. We're not doing anything big or or great. But all that we're trying to do is we you know if there's one thing that the pandemic has has surfaced up for us is that there is a lot of there's a lot of inequity iniquity and there's a lot of darkness in the world and and right. any place where you can shed a little yeah. light on yeah. somebody's day yep where you can make them smile or make them laugh or take their mind off their troubles that's not a bad thing yep. nope. and 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 so We've continued to do this with the idea that if we can get one or two people to smile or to laugh when we're putting this out, then it's worth it. Oh, yeah. It's worth it. And, you know, that was the idea that he and I are sitting around the campfire and we're, and we're, we're drinking bourbon and we're, we're laughing at our own stupid jokes. And it was like, you know, and I think it started with one of us saying something like, you know, what would be great? It would be great if we could continue to do this. And when we can invite all the people that we know all here into the backyard. Yeah. And we could talk about this and we could tell our stories and we could pass things, thing, these things around. And suddenly we realized we could. Nobody would come. Right, right, right. <laughs> Nobody would be there. Not in person. Nobody would come. But if you throw it out on the Internet. Right. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Also, so, it, you know, it's it's just a blast. It's just a blast. So you know, I mean, you've taken time away from your Friday night to invite us on your show, and uh, you know, and we look forward to coming down to visiting in Kentucky and yeah. having you on our show, you know, yeah. for an episode. And it's just it's that that community is really heartwarming to us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. we enjoy it too. We enjoy yeah. it too, guys. I just realized I skipped a question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so both of you all, you all have three kids each, and both of you have went to college, and you both have degrees. Well, at the Moose Lounge, you know, we interview people that have turned a passion into a career uh, through hobbies or side hustles that they have created or come to found a love for, something like that. If your children didn't want to pursue college but had a hobby or a skill that they could turn into a career would you all push them towards college or would you encourage them to you know say hey son or daughter college isn't necessarily the route you have to take yeah. you know how, how how would you all handle that being being fathers you know, you know, my my whole career is based on the fact that I went through college. That was my choice, right? Right. right. That I, you know, I, 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 you know, I went into teaching, and I specifically went in to do, I specifically went in to do university teaching. So I needed, I needed to get a master's degree, and I needed to get my PhD, right? Right. So I did that, and I don't have any regrets. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I needed to do. That's what I love to do, and it has led me to a fulfilling career. But I teach in a high school that you have a very wide range of, of students, both you know high income, middle income, and very low income. And, and I will sit down in front of them every day of the week, and I will tell them straight up, whatever you choose to do is your life's hard work. Right. And if you choose to go to a university, I will write a recommendation for you. If you choose to go into a trade, I will 
support you in a trade. If you choose to do, you know, a creative work, I will support you on that. You know, my son has mentioned multiple times uh, going into the military, and he's 11 years old. You know, you know, I will support him on that. I will support my children and my students in any way, shape, or form. Right. And something like this, Mark and I are kind of hoping to retire off of this. <laughs> <laughs> so we needed to take off, you know. You know, yeah. so it's uh, it's all good. But yeah, I I, I think I th for me, my life has been based getting degrees. That's what I chose. Yeah. But if my children want something else. I, or my students want something else right. that, that I'm there to empower them, not to discourage them. Right. Very right. Nice. right. Very well, nice. and, and for me, it, you know, it started off, it did not start off as a choice for me. There was an expectation growing up that, that we would go bit. to college. Yeah. Um, my, my dad, before he passed away, um, my dad went to college um, by the way, I, I know where I get the ADHD from. Uh, <laughs> I, my, my dad went to college. Uh, he went. Uh, he went ROTC to to pay for college. So he joined. He joined the army, um, and uh, and and part of it was to just uh, here I go airing family laundry. Part of it was to spite his own father because. Yeah. My, my dad was, was this kind of guy, he never looked back, he, he literally and figuratively never looked back and was always on the go and couldn't sit still. And he struggled in, in uh, elementary school and high school. And so my grandparents kind of said to him, well, we're not going to pay for college because we're pretty sure you're too stupid to go anyway. <laughs> and so wow. he said, okay. <laughs> And so he simultaneously signed up for ROTC, got accepted to University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee, got himself a degree in history, became the president of his fraternity. Um, but he graduated with a C minus because his parents were, he was like, well, if my parents don't think I'm that smart, then I don't have to work that hard to begin with. Right, right. So he didn't really didn't try. But then he regretted that decision later on. And he told my brother and I that you're going to college and you're going to put everything into it because you're smart and I believe in you. And that's just the way that it is. Right, right. And my original career path was I was going to be a pastor oh, in the nice. United Methodist Church. Nice. Wow. That was the direction I was going. And so to be a pastor in the United Methodist Church, you have to go to seminary. And when you graduate from seminary, you have a master's in divinity. And the only prerequisite for that is that you have to have a bachelor's in something. Yeah. So for me, something that had always been a constant in my life has been music. And so I have a bachelor's of science in music with an emphasis in jazz and jazz performance and composition. Nice. And then my, my life kind of went in another direction and I fell in love and married a Catholic girl. And I did not become a minister in the United Methodist Church because that would have been weird and awkward. <laughs> did you convert to Catholicism? I did. So did I. And he converted to Catholicism, too. Both <laughs> because of the women in our lives. Yes. Right. And, and so, so when I went a different career path, I ended up going and getting myself an MBA. So I've got a master's in business administration because I happened to have a, a, a 45-second elevator ride with the CEO of the company that I worked for at the time. 
and he knew who I was. He was this guy was in his late seventies. He had um, uh, he had a, a respiratory disease. He was dying, but he knew who I was on site on my second day with the company, and we shared an elevator, and we're going up to the twenty seventh floor of the building, and he says, and he's asking me some questions, and he says, you know. It doesn't, in this industry, it doesn't matter how smart or talented or lucky you are. If you don't have an advanced degree, there are certain doors that just are never going to open for you. Wow. Oh, and by the way, did you know that we offer tuition reimbursement? <laughs> and then he gets off the elevator. And I ride the elevator all the way back down to the lobby and go outside where I can get a good cell phone signal. And I call my wife and I go, so how do you feel about me going back to school? <laughs> And, and so, so that's kind of, and now with the career path that I've got, how it's, how it's kind of, it's, it's course corrected. Now I'm going back and I'm getting additional designations so that I can continue to forward that career. Right. But, but in terms of, you know, for my children and what they want and, and what they want to do, what I want them to do more than anything else is I want them to follow their passions. Yes. And, and I will find, I will help them to find the, the, the most economical, um, beneficial way that they can, that they can, they can express themselves, yeah. that they can follow those passions, that they can realize those passions. Right. You know, uh, one of the things I've, one of the things that I say to my clients often uh, who have children and, and we're having conversations about various things is that, you know, the world needs more welders, literally. Oh, yeah. The world needs more welders. The, all of the welders are aging out. Yeah. They're retiring and there's nobody to replace them. The, the, the infrastructure of the United States of America is literally falling apart yeah. and there is not enough welders to put it back together. And they're in such high demand that the that a lot of the companies, a lot of the forges are paying for people to go to school to get a license and a degree in welding, and then they're giving them six figure jobs. Yeah. 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 We need more welders. Yep. Yeah. We need more plumbers. We need more people in the trades to fix all the stuff that the rest of us don't know how to fix anymore. HVAC, all that good stuff. Yep, I agree. Yep. Well, so yeah, I'm I'm all about it. You know, if I've got a kid who wants to be an artist, rock and roll, be an artist. Let's find out the best way that you can make a living as an artist. Absolutely. Let's let's make you the next Bob Ross or yeah. Barbara Ross. Ah, love Bob Ross, man. I do too. He's awesome. I love Bob good Ross. <laughs> he is. <laughs> all right, real quick before we end, Mark, where can we find your books at? Nope, it, it broke out. Say that again. I said right before we sign off, where can we find Mark's books at? Mark's books. Where can you find your books at? Oh, okay. So you can find all my books on Amazon. I've got three. Um, and they are called Wings of Silver and Blood, yeah. uh, which is a, a, a giant post-apocalyptic sci-fi novel. Um, and the, the premise of those the idea that I had was back in 2010, 2011, there was an article in Time Magazine about a guy named Ray Kurzweil. And Ray Kurzweil uh, is the guy, uh, one, of the, one of the patents that he owns is Dragon Language Software. Mm -hmm. uh, 
so you know you you speak into a microphone and it writes everything for you yep, yep. ray kurzweil is is one of the guys who has the distinction of having the some of the most personal patents on technology in the united states ever <laughs> he he was actually the inventor of the personal computer it wasn't bill gates no. it was ray kurzweil he got the first one out bill gates just knew how to market it better right. but one of the things that ray kurzweil also has uh, a, a a reputation for is that not only does he know how to create technology he also knows the right time to bring it to market Nice. Um, and one of the things that he was working on back in 2010 was he was working on nanotech. Ooh. He was working and he, they had gotten all the way to they'd gotten all the way to animal testing. The idea that you can inject microscopic robots into the bloodstream and give it a command to do something and it'll do it. And so one of the one of the things that they talked about in the article was the idea like people who have diabetes, you, you can inject these nanites into your system and the one job that they have is to find sugar molecules and bind the sugar molecules to themselves and then you eliminate them in the normal way that you eliminate stuff and and by using this nanotech you are essentially not diabetic because it's taking the place of insulin yeah and so i instantly went huh what are all the horrible ways that that can go wrong? And I wrote, and I wrote a book about it. <laughs> you can find that on Amazon. You can find that on Amazon. It's called Wings of Silver and Blood. And then I wrote a prequel for it. It's called We Take You Live to Moscow. That's also on Amazon. And then I wrote a, a steampunk fantasy novelette that is called The Digression Device. Uh, you can also find that on Amazon. I'm currently, I've got for Wings of Silver and Blood, that's the first book of what is going to eventually be a seven book series. Book two is about 70% done at this point. I'm working on it and I'm hoping that I'll have it. Um, I'm hoping that I will have that published by 2023 at the latest. Um, and then for the digression device, that's the first in a series of, of steampunk fantasy stories. Uh, that is called the War of Magic and Currents, yeah. and it takes place in a universe where where the feud between uh, Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla has been taken to epic levels, um, and you throw some magic in there with it as well. The first story is called the Digression Device. The second story, which is ninety percent done, is called Tesla's Heart. The third story is going to be called the Aperture, and that's going to be my steampunk Lovecraftian horror. Uh, mashup, and uh, I don't know where it's going to go after that. I haven't planned that for you. Hey, that sounds awesome already. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for that. Sure does. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, guys, y'all want to give me shout outs anything before you go? Thanks for having us on the show, yeah. and, and thanks to our listeners and to our family and friends for supporting us. We love it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. We, we just love doing this. We have so much fun. And if you're not listening to Beards, Books, and Bourbon, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> Hey, we do it right around here. Uh, yes. man. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll look forward to meeting you in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. Sounds yeah, great. We can't wait, man. Y'all have a great evening. Have a good night. All right. Bye, Thank guys. you. Bye now. What's up, everybody? I hope you've enjoyed the show. I just wanted to drop our social medias out there real quick. The Moose Lounge on Facebook, The Moose Lounge on Instagram, and The Moose Lounge 1 on Twitter. So if you enjoy what we're putting out there, please follow us on all those, and stay tuned for updates. Thank you all.